Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. So we have you have your Bibles. I want you to go to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 13, 14 through 20. <clears throat> and this will be the theme passage. I won't talk about it every week, but this is the theme passage. 2 Kings chapter 13, 14 through 20 says this. It says, when Elisha was in his last illness, King, I'm going to say King J of Israel, visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open that eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. We're going to stop there for today. The Bible says that. Israel was in war with Aram. And Aram represents, Aram now, in this time, in modern times, is Syria. So if you think Aram, think of Syria. Aram, Aram was, the problem with Aram was, Aram was a big nation that was constantly oppressing the people of God. They were oppressing the people. They wanted to completely destroy the king the kingdom of God. They wanted to completely destroy the Israelites. And the Bible says that during this time, Elisha was at the end of his life. That he was in his, the Bible says he was in his last illness. That means he was getting ready to die. So this is happening. But what I love about this story is that there are truths that we can get from it as well. That while they were getting oppressed, God had a plan. That when they felt the pressures of life, God had something for them. I don't know what your Aram looks like. Aram represents, maybe for you, your Aram that's oppressing you and bothering you. It's an addiction. It's financial. It's health. It's whatever you can fill in the blank. I don't know what your Aram looks like, but I'm here to let you know that Aram can be finished today. That whatever has been oppressing you by the power of Jesus Christ can end today. But it requires me and you to understand that our victories are within reach. They're within reach. So if you're taking notes today, the first thing is this, is that opportunities are all around. When we see this text, opportunities are all around you. They're all around you. The Bible says that the king of Israel was in panic mode. He goes and he cries to Elisha and he says, Elisha, the the, the charioteers, I can see them. But what I love about Elisha is Elisha lived long enough to know 
And he walked with God long enough to know that he cannot be blind by the moment. That he's not going to allow the moment to blind him to the victory that God has for him. And that happens to us sometimes that when me and you are in panic mode and we are pressured and we feel the pressures and the, the stresses of life, we begin to panic and we become blind to the possibilities of what God can do. We become blind by the circumstance. We become blind by the response, by what the doctor had told you. You become blind by what you see in your bank account. You become blind by what you see in your marriages. And before you know it, you are like the king of a realm. You are panicking instead of praising. And so we come on, we, you come in on a Sunday and you can't worship God the way you were created to. And you can't pray like you want to. Can I just give you a, a, a nugget here? A lot of people are excited. I know the Asbury thing ended, but can I tell you something? Revival is not an event. It's a lifestyle. And so many people are chasing an event instead of saying, God, revive me first. We become excited about what's happening instead of saying, God, do that in me. There's nothing wrong with going to the events. There's nothing wrong attending them. But no, no. It starts with transformation in your life. Because as long as you're being transformed, you'll never feel like you need. And so I'm here to let you know that opportunities are all around. The Bible says that Elisha tells him, get a bow and some arrows. Get a bow and some arrows. And look out the east window and shoot. And shoot it. In other words, he was telling the king that the that the solution to your problem is in plain sight. You just have to see it. See, the, the solution to your issue, maybe your, your aroma's finances, the solution is not, man, I got to get into more debt and I got to get more loans. No, the solution is how about you budget and steward what God's placed in your hands. The, the, the solution to your issues are always in plain sight, but because we are, so, we are so blinded with what's happening, we can't see what's happening for us and what God has for us. Even Paul said it best. He said, man, that when you are tempted, God always has a way out. He always has a way out. If you think about it long enough and hard enough, there's always a way out of what you're going through. There's always an opportunity to change what you need to change. Nobody can stop you from change. It's only you that stops yourself. The, ki- the, the king of Israel, instead of saying, God, thank you, Lord, that because we are sons and daughters, we are the nation of Israel. It doesn't matter how many men are out there. We're going to win anyways. Instead of that, he forgot. And the Bible says that he was going and panicking to Elisha. And like I said, Elisha walked with God long enough to know, hey, I'm not going to let the moment that I'm feeling right now blind me from the miracle that God has for me. And you have to ask yourself, what moments are you allowing in your life to blind you from what God really wants to do? That's blinding you from seeing the opportunities that God has for you. But there's opportunities all around this church. Opportunities all around. I'm here to encourage you this morning that your best days are not behind you. They're in front of you. 
Your best days are not 2023 is not going to be a year of dead ends for your life. No, no. 2023 is going to be a year of destinies and victories and open heavens over your life. In Jesus' name, today. Today. Church, you have to understand something. That God needed the king. Elisha needed the king to see the victory before the battle. He needed to see the victory before the battle. I'll never forget. I told you, I, I shared this testimony months ago when I was here. Me and my wife were believing for our daughter and it wasn't working. It took us seven years to experience the miracle of God. But you know, every time I would sit in the front and I would worship God, I would see her, even though I never met her. I would see her walking around here, even though I never touched her. Even when doctors told me other news, even when I was disappointed with the, react, with the opportunities that I thought I was going to get and God wasn't giving me what I wanted, I thought he, God wasn't giving it to me. I envisioned my daughter because deep down I wanted a girl. And so I was praying for a girl and God answered my prayer. And deep down, I wanted a child so bad. And I, I shared with you guys a long time ago how it got annoying and everyone asked you the same question. When are you going to have a kid? When are you going to have a kid? When I want to, you know, like I want to get mad sometimes. And it wasn't happening, but I would envision my daughter. Even in the moments where it seemed like God wasn't working and God wasn't listening and God wasn't doing it. Was, I was committed to believing God that I was going to see my daughter one day. And now we experience and I'm telling you this testimony because some of you have to see it before you touch it, feel it, sign the contract, take the step. You have to see that the opportunities are all around you and not get stuck and blinded with what you're feeling, with what you're seeing, with with, with, what other people are saying. No, 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 no. You are looking with eyes of faith. That because God's promises are not lies, I can stand on that. I can live in faith in victory. I don't have to live like everybody else that's talking about defeat and talking about sad things. And it's always a sappy story. And I always have to take the violin every time I hear them. No, no, no. I can walk with joy and walk with victory knowing that my God listens to me when I call. That when there are issues, I can go back to the word of God and see that the opportunities are all around me and see that there is an open heaven over my life. But it starts with me understanding that there are opportunities all around you. You just have to ask God to reveal it. And like I said, they're always in plain sight. Sometimes the solutions are right in front of you. You just have to look one more time. You just have to try one more time. You just have to take a step back and evaluate. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it was here the whole time. It's like when you lose your keys and you go crazy and they were right there the whole time. I don't know if that's ever happened to me. It drives me nuts. Like, where's my key? You know, you get all crazy about it. You go to World War III with your spouse over a key. But it's hidden in plain sight. It's, it's right in plain sight. Anything that God is promising his people, he never hides it. In fact, he's always revealing it. It's just us that have to go for the taking. 
the solution to the king's problem was, it wasn't just, it was opening the window and shooting. It was also seeing Aram. And even though he saw Aram, Elisha said, open the east window and shoot. For some of you, this is an encouragement that Elijah's getting him to understand. I'm trying to get you to understand that when Aram, the issue that's right in front of you is facing you head on. Can I tell you something? Shoot anyways. Try anyways. Believe anyways. Pray anyways. Why? Because victory comes to your house. It's your job to face it, not to run from it. We don't run from anything. We face it head on. Because I guarantee you that king, in his panic mode, would have hid. But Elisha said, no, man, open the window and shoot the arrow. Open the window and shoot the arrow. Look out the window. Look out the window. Some of, I heard this a preacher say, and I thought it was pretty clever. He said, some of you are looking at walls instead of windows. Some of you are stuck on the wall instead of the window. Church, you have to understand something. Your faith determines your destiny. Your faith determines your destiny. It determines your destiny. Second thing is this. It's not that all opportunities are all around you, but that God will help you, wants to help you on your journey. The Bible says in, uh, was it verse, verse 15. Let's go to verse 15 one more time. He said, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hands on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the bow. Then he commanded, open the east window, and he opened it. Then he said, shoot, so he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Aramaeans at Aphek. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times, but the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will be victorious only three times. When I want, why I share this again is, that, is this. The Bible says that Elisha gives the king instructions. Like we just said, he says, open the window, grab the bow and arrows, and shoot your shot. This isn't for dating for some of you, all right? It's shoot your shot. He says, but here's the thing that people miss all the time. And it's, it's so important. The Bible says that when Elisha tells him to put, to not only listen, but put this into action. The king listened to Elisha, but here's what Elisha did. Elisha puts his hand on the king's hand and then they shoot it together. In other words, there are things that you can only do with an anointing. And when you don't have the anointing on you, you won't overcome what's against you. That when the hand, you need the hand of God to overcome what you're facing. You can't do it in your own strength. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the power of God. So many people forget that it's because of God that's where they're at. That's why they're the, where they're at. 
So many people forget that if God's hand was on your life, if you would allow God to, be, to participate with you in your decisions, you would see victories. The king had, could not do it on his own. Elisha puts his hand on the kings and then they shoot it together. See, because when me and you do things in our own strength, we only experience partial victories. When me and you try to do things in our own wisdom, with our own hands, because we, it seems right to us in the moment, and sometimes we make impulsive decisions because we're panicking. And we're stressed out. And because we're stressed out, we think we have to do something now and quick. And sometimes they're good ideas and sometimes they're terrible ideas out of impulse. Bible says that he shoots the arrow and then he tells a man, you're about to have this great victory. And then he tells him, okay, strike the ground. But what does the Bible say? That he strikes the ground three times. But what the Bible, but what we see here is that Elisha never told him to stop striking the ground. That means that when God gives you an instruction for your life, he wants to help you, but he can't participate in something that is partial. Because partial obedience is still disobedience. I can't obey God for some things and I can disobey him for, no, no. He wants full obedience. God wants to help you. He wants to see you succeed. So many people are like this king. They strike the ground three times. Because so many people, what happens is they, 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 do, they obey God. But here's the thing. They live with enough when God's actually asking you to live with success. They obey enough to get somewhere instead of living a life of success. I obeyed God to strike the ground, but I didn't obey him till he said stop doing. I made a decision to get me through the door, but I didn't obey him enough to get me to the building. That's a cross. I, you know, there are certain things there's certain things that God's trying to get you to understand, church. That he wants, here's the thing, he wants to help you. God wants to bless you. God wants to try to do whatever he can to get with your faith in him. To interlock, because faith and obedience are hand in hand. Faith and obedience are just, they're one. I obey God and I believe God. I obey him and I believe him. I obey him and I believe him. Church, God wants to, he wants to help you. This king, Elisha was trying to help him. He didn't want the king to be defeated. He didn't want the nation of Israel to be defeated. He wanted it. He wanted to bless them. I'm here to encourage you, church. Don't act on anything without God's hand. Don't act on anything without the leading of the Lord. God works in your responses, but he also has to understand, you have to understand something. It's me that I need to, I need to listen to him. Here's some, a practical tip. If you don't feel peace on it, don't do it. 
If the peace of God is not reigning in your life, don't make that decision. Don't take that step. Don't purchase whatever it is. If the peace of God is not there, then maybe you need to take a step back. Because even when it's faith, there's always peace behind it. Because you have to understand, faith, sometimes, faith is me stepping and not knowing what's next. And trusting God. And that in itself, sometimes, can get a little scary. Can get a little like, oh man, God, are you sure, God? Or this was this Taco Palenque at 3 a.m., you know. God, are you sure, God? There's those moments, but even when you have a true faith and when you really hear the voice of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, even in those moments where you're taking those steps and it seems like, oh God, are you sure? There's like a peace about it. It's a supernatural thing. You won't doubt. You won't stress out about it. If you're constantly stressed out and anxious about these things, then maybe you need to take a step back and say, God, is this really what you want me to do? Is this really what you want us as a family dynamic to, is this really what you need us to do? Anything that's outside of the peace of God is not of God. But God does want to help. And help looks different for every single person. Comes in all shapes and sizes, but it's help. Last thing is this. Is that God will help you to the, to the degree that you believe. God will help you to the degree that you believe. This king did a half-hearted response, church. But I mean half-hearted is he strikes the ground three times. If you study this king's life, this king was not completely committed to the Lord. He came to him in panic, but he was never really committed to him. So he does a half-hearted response to what God said. And so he experiences a half-hearted victory. The Bible says that Elisha gets angry and he says, man, if you, you could have struck it five or six times, you would have completely be done with it. But now because you did that, you're only going to experience victory three times. That means on the fourth time, you're going to get beat. And it's not going to look good. Church, our, our faith in God has to be so rooted in our soul that when the instructions of God come, we are not moved by the weather. We're not moved by anything else. The degree that you believe is important. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew 9.29, if they can put it up there. Matthew 9.29. He says, then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Because of your faith, it will happen. Your faith. Not your mom's faith, not your dad's faith. No, no, he says, because of your faith, this will happen. It will happen. Church, so many people do enough to survive, but never to succeed. Do enough to survive, but not to succeed. 
And to succeed requires believing God through every season of your life. Believing God through the uncomfortable moments that we don't like. Believing God in the most challenging times. Believing God. Believing him. Trusting him. I look at this story as we open up this series. And we're talking about faith and we're talking about being living with purpose, being all in for the next couple of weeks, except next Sunday we have Preacher Jake. But what does that look like every single time? The reason why we called it arrow strikers is because although the king of Israel struck the ground three times, God gives us opportunity to keep striking. That, here, here's what I'm trying to say, is that our story is still being written. We have to read about his misfortunes but it doesn't have to be our misfortunes for some of you faith looks like striking the ground again and again and again i'm here to encourage you church pray again believe again start again take the next step again make the decision again but keep striking the ground. It means I'm going to be committed even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, even when it's on comfort. No, God, I am committed to you 100% until I see what I want to see. I'm committed, church. Keep striking the ground. And that, for some of you, might look like a phone call. For some of you, it might look like forgiveness. For some of you, it might look like, man, I got to continue every day to surrender. But whatever it is, keep striking the ground until you have victory over everything that Aram's coming against you with. Keep striking the ground. Keep trying again. Keep believing. Don't stop. Some people are one decision away from breakthrough. But what happens? We get frustrated and we stop and we start all over again with the whole cycle. Some of you are just one decision away, one prayer away, one action away from experiencing everything you've been praying for in your life. That's just one moment. All it takes is one. Church, the battle that you face today will require you to stay committed until the victory comes. That's all it is. It's commitment. It's a surrender. That's all it is. It's us surrendering to God. It's us believing God. It's us trying. Striking the ground for me and my wife was believing God for seven years and praying. having faith and saying no God's going to do it God's going to do it God's going to do it he's going to do it and then just one random moment we were just like oh my wife we were I, I feel terrible because I when we found out that Nikki was pregnant uh, we had just gone to Arizona we were on a hike in, in some part of Arizona by Scottsdale she kept being tired. I was like, man, why are you always tired? <laughs> like, like, man, dude, like, what's wrong with you? Like, 
keep up, man. Like, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, we go back to Pittsburgh and we find out, man, that, that God did it. And I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what you're trusting God for. But I want to encourage you today. Strike the ground. Your victory is actually within reach. It's not far from you. It's not difficult to find. No, your victory is actually within reach. You just got to get the bow and arrow and shoot. You got to get the arrow and strike. You got to continue to hear the voice of God and listen. You got to continue to act in faith. And take the steps that God is asking you to take. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you will continue to be a part of our ICM family.